Hey everybody, it's Greg, and welcome to an It Was a Thing on TV instant reaction for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, the latest movie from Marvel Studios, and the conclusion of James Gunn's Guardians of the Galaxy trilogy after what seemed to be 20 years between Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 and Volume 3. It was originally going to be released in 2020. Obviously, that wouldn't have happened because of the pandemic. It probably would have been pushed to 2021. But, James Gunn, there was like an incident involving James Gunn, if you remember, where he got fired from a period from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, and he went to Warner Brothers to do the Suicide Squad and eventually Peacemaker Season 1. And then Marvel brought him back for this. So it really feels like a long-ass time between 2 and 3. I mean, a freaking entire Spider-Man trilogy has been released since Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. That's how long it's been. And how long we have been waiting for this movie. Anyways, we've got... Anyways, we've got the entire cast from the two previous movies back. We got Chris Pratt. We got Zoe Zeldana. Dave Bautista. Karen Gillan. Palm Klinmith. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Probably not. I have a real problem, as you know, on the regular Mothership podcast of me pronouncing names as they're spelled. That's why whenever I'm a PA announcer for... Division three college athletics. I usually have to go to the coach whenever I'm doing a basketball game just to say, is this right? Is this name right? How it's spelled? Whatevs. Uh, Vin Diesel as the voice of Groot. Bradley Cooper as the voice of Rocket Raccoon. Sean Gunn as the voice of Craglin. And, hold on a second. Playing the High Evolutionary. Oh, good. Wikipedia. Troop I Consensus Wikipedia has a pronunciation for me to listen. Hold on one second. Shikudwe Iwaji. Shikudwe Iwaji. Hey! Yeah, figures that in a instant reaction I try to work in my Eddie Mecca at the Brooklyn Pizzeria impression. And we got Will Poulter, who I remember from the Jason Sudeikis... Jennifer Aniston classic, We're the Millers. I know he's been in Chronicles of Nordia, Maze Runner, and a whole bunch of other things, but I know him primarily for We're the Millers. He was playing Adam Warlock, who was teased in the uh, mid-credits sequence in Guardians 2. So he's in this one as Adam Warlock. And uh, I believe we got, uh, the uh, yeah, Borat's daughter. Maria Bakalova. She's the voice of uh, Cosmo, the space dog. I love Cosmo, the space dog. A Russian space dog. Obviously inspired by, uh, what is that? Oh, Laka. Laka, the Soviet space dog. That's what it was inspired by. And we got Sean Gunn back as Kraglin. Okay, so I saw the movie at the... Regal Cinema at the Tanger Outlets out in Deerport, New York. Now, if you've ever been to 
the Tanger Outlets in Deer Park. It's, well, if you've ever lived in an area in a Tanger in general. Now, I live by another Tanger out in Riverhead. And let me just say, it is nothing compared to the Deer Park Outlet. It is massive. So, I'm parking somewhere, so I have to walk like a great-ass distance to get to the movie theater in the outlet. And I get there, and it's about maybe uh, 10 minutes before the movie. I got to see this in Screen X, which is basically like you have the normal movie on where it normally is. But you also have like projection screens on the left and right side of the screen. So like when there's a heavy action sequence, there's going to be like additional information. So you can just like turn and look at the left side and the right side of the screen. Like if there's like additional context to the scene. It's not really like important to the plot or whatever. It's just kind of cool to see like stuff on the left and the right side. But when I got to when the movie started, like the first 40 minutes, there was like nothing. There was, like, nothing if you're watching this in Screen X. So I thought for a minute, like, did the people at the Regal Cinema, like, give the wrong print for this movie? Because this is, like, a premium ticket. I mean, normally, like, Screen X for this showing was $22. I got this because I had, a, like, stuff left over on a Regal gift card. I paid, like, only $15 for my ticket. But I could only imagine if I paid full price. I'm thinking, well, am I getting gypped here? And then all of a sudden there's an action sequence and the left and the right sides of the Screen X are playing. And I'm like, oh, no, no, I'm an idiot. The only other time I went to see a movie in Screen X was Spider-Man No Way Home about a year and a half ago. And there was stuff all over the place. So that's why I was, like, wondering, was it defective in any way? But it wasn't, thankfully. But also, another reason why I went to see this and why I drove so far out of my way to see it over there was I had two other theaters that I normally go see. One is the AMC out in Stony Brook, and the other is the Island 16 out in Holbrook, which is owned by National Amusements. And the showings at this time, like, the theaters were pretty much packed. And this one was like, not even a quarter full for a 6 p.m. showing. Not even. So I figured, you know what? I'm going to take my chances. I'm going to go out of my way to see this. And, well, the joke was on me because the movie was over. Like, it's a long movie. It's a very, very long movie. Let's, let me look at the running time real quick. It is 150 minutes. So counting trailers, it's probably going to be about a three-hour sit at the movie theater to see Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. But it's a well-deserved three hours, even though riding back with traffic and everything, I didn't get home until about 10 p.m. Now, you might be asking, what did I think of the movie? I enjoyed it. I think it's the best Marvel Cinematic Universe movie since No Way Home. And that's not saying much because mm, the movie since... Multiverse of Madness, Ant-Man the Wasp Quantumania, uh, Four Love and Thunder, and forget what... Oh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever was good. But I did not feel like that was as good as the previous Black Panther for obvious reasons. 
It doesn't have anything to do with anything. I, the movie was solid. It's just, yeah, losing Chadwick Boseman kind of hurt it a bit for me. But I thought it was a solid movie. But I didn't think it was like anywhere near close to the first Black Panther movie. But this, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, hit all the right tones here. And it is basically the Rocket Raccoon movie. It really is. And to give a lot of credit to Bradley Cooper... He gives out amazing performance here as the voice of Rocket in this movie. You get to see his history, how he was created by the High Evolutionary, and his history with some of the other people in his batch for the High Evolutionary. And it is a very emotional movie. You're going to cry at some points in this movie. I guarantee it. If you do not leave this theater and you do not cry once while watching this movie, there is something severely wrong with you because there are moments that are hitting an emotional high point, and I'm like, oh, James Gunn, you are so twisted, but oh, you are so good. It's basically the same feeling I get whenever I watch an episode of Barry on HBO. It's like, oh, Bill Hader, you're so twisted, but man, this is so good. And I want to say everyone is terrific in this movie. I mean, Chris Pratt. I mean, there's some points in this movie where I'm like, <laughs> there's this one point in the movie, like near the end of the movie, where I'm, I don't want to really spoil it, but there's one point where I'm like, oh, are they going to go there with Star Wars? Are they really going to go there? And thankfully they don't. And I'm like, oh, thank God. Oh, oh! Well, <laughs> again, James Gunn, you're twisting my emotions here. And I will say, Adam Warlock, very great character. He's basically a child as a grown-ass man with gold on him. Will Poulter, he did a very good job with that character. And I really would like to see more of that going forward in the MCU if... They are, but... Oh, sorry. I'm going to have to... All right, this is the part where I'm going to get into spoilers here, so uh, I'm going to do this right here. Yeah, yeah, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. I'm not even going to bother putting it in, but you know what I'm talking about here. Okay, so if you do not want to hear any spoilers for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, from this point on, just shut it off, go see the movie, and then when you're done, come back to this part, okay? All right, I'm going to give you some time, okay? Okay, so the Okay, so Star Lord, Gamora, and Mantis, they go their separate ways. Nebula and Drax, they raise the kids from the high evolutionary ship thing on nowhere. And then we get a new version of the Glories of the Galaxy with Rocket, Cosmo, Craglin, Adam. Phyla, and Blurp, along with a big-ass Groot. I'm so happy. Groot finally got back to big-ass size as he was in the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. That was great. Also, Star-Lord goes back to Earth where he meets his grandpa again for the first time since he passed also, Star-Lord goes back to Earth where he reconnects with his grandfather, 
who he last saw when his mom passed away. That was really touching. And also there is, I'm going to say it, the end credit scene is basically them sitting in his kitchen while he's reading a newspaper. And the front of the newspaper says, Alien abduction. Kevin Bacon shares all. Referencing the events of the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. And I'm really surprised that Star Wars did not say anything to his grandpa about, Oh yeah, my uh, my friends were kind of involved with that. My half-sister, who's a, an alien, from, uh, was created by uh, my real father. And uh, my friend Drax the Destroyer were responsible for kidnapping Kevin Bacon on Christmas. I will say about the Zune. The Zune plays a very prominent part in the movie, and I'm very happy that they followed that up in Guardians 2, especially as somebody who, as I think I've said on the Mothership podcast, I own a Zune. I own multiple Zunes. I bought them pretty cheap over the years, either on Facebook Marketplace or on eBay or on Mercari, and it really is wild seeing a Zune 30 on a movie in the year 2023 and also seeing the official Microsoft YouTube channel like capitalize on the hype of this movie and tell people who might still have a Zune flying around about what you can do to work your Zune in 2023 which I do by the way but I'm not a normie like other people so it's kind of wild to see Microsoft do that that's besides the point what do I I mean, what? I mean, you should go see this movie. It's great. If you loved Guardians 1, if you loved Guardians 2, if you've been having problems with the MCU, maybe with the quality of stuff on Disney Plus or like some of the movies lately, which I don't blame you for the spat of the movies lately. If you had a problem with Quantum Mania, let me trust me. This is not Quantum Mania. And don't get me wrong, I really did not have a problem with Quantum Mania, but it was not anywhere near close to the quality of Ant-Man and Ant-Man the Wasp, but this, this is, uh, this is just an all-timer. This could go down as one of the top ten Marvel Cinematic Universe movies ever, in my opinion. And I think this will get a great word of mouth, and I hope this will make good business. And, look, I don't know what's going to happen going forward with the Multiverse Saga. I gotta say, Multiverse Saga, so far, it's been very inconsistent. You get, for every, like, for every Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, or for every No Way Home, you get a Quantum Mania, or oh, a WandaVision finale. Uh, it's been two years! I'm still upset over the WandaVision finale. It's something I'm never, ever going to get over about how the WandaVision finale was so disappointing. If you really want to hear what I thought about it, just go back into the show archives and listen to the 2021 year in review where I go all in depth about it. It's. And also, I think me and Chico, we did an It Was a Thing on TV Presents about WandaVision 2. 
So you can go find that in the archives too. But hey, I I don't know where they're going to go with Guardians of the Galaxy from here considering James Gunn is now moving to DC and he'll be running that division which Lord knows DC certainly needs all the help they can get and James Gunn will be directing a Superman movie scheduled right now for 2025 but with the recent writer strike who knows if that's going to be pushed back or not but still hey if it takes DC having like consistently good movies finally after a long ass time you know what I'll be happy I'll be happy. So, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, very recommended. Go see it. And, well, as a matter of fact, I think as we put this out, yeah, this is the 500th piece of content that's out on the It Was a Thing on TV Podbean page. Although, to be technical, about 16 or 17 of them are remasters, so it's not really the 500 piece of original content out there. We're probably a little while away from 500 pieces of original content. So, yeah. So, that's going to do it for this It Was a Thing on TV instant reaction, and we'll see you with three episodes of It Was a Thing on TV later this week right here on Podbean. Have a good rest of your day, everybody. Hey, hey, what's the matter with you? Come get your love. Come get your love. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention. The legendary Star Lord will return. Probably in Secret Wars in another couple of years. I would bet. Safe to say. Man, it's going to be a long wait for Secret Wars. <laughs>